Hey guys, it's Chris. Before we start, I'd like to mention a few things. The podcast is available through a variety of platforms, including Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and the podcast app Podbean. If you enjoy what I'm doing, I encourage you to follow the podcast or subscribe on whatever platform it is you're using to listen. This helps immensely in getting the podcast visibility up so more people can find it. I've also created a Patreon for Houston Happenings. For those of you unaware of what Patreon is, it is a website that allows you to fund artists and creators directly through a monthly subscription model. Currently, I have two tiers that you can sign up for to pledge monthly. I do the podcast currently without making any money off of it. It's it's actually costing me about $10 a month to host the podcast episodes online, and your support would help defer that cost so I can keep doing what I'm doing. The first is a $2 supporter role that will go towards keeping the podcast going, but I also created a $5 Houston Hero tier that comes with a little extra. Should you choose to sign up to pledge $5 monthly, you'll be getting access to a new segment I'm calling What's Up Chris that is exclusive to Houston Hero Patreon supporters. It will be an extremely informal, loose conversation about what's going on recently with me. What movies and TV shows I'm watching, what video games I've just picked up, cool new things that I find that aren't exactly Houston specific, and more. Expect lots of pop culture talk since I'm a big freaking nerd. If you're interested in helping the show out, please make sure to head over to Patreon patreon.com slash Houston Happenings. Again, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Houston Happenings. Thanks a lot, guys. My name is Chris Vasquez. I'm a voice actor, podcaster, and lifelong Houstonian. But I gotta admit, I don't know the city and what's happening in it as well as I think a Houstonian should. I mean, if someone from out of town walked up to me and asked me what there is to do, I wouldn't know what to tell them. That's what inspired this podcast. I want to clue you in on news, cool events, quirky things our fellow Houstonians do, what the best new food places are, and highlight people that are doing their part to better this city, becoming real-life Houston heroes. This is Houston Happenings. What is up, Houston, and welcome back to another episode of the Houston Happenings Podcast. First up in the news, I want to tell you guys about an art installation that is set up shop in the River Oaks area. It's going by the name of Hugh Stone by native Houstonian James Glassman. Hugh Stone, as in H-U-E-S-T-O-N-E, you know, like color and stone. It's made to sound like the name of this wonderful city that we live in, but it also perfectly describes the art installation as well. James Glassman pondered what it means to live in Houston. He thought long and hard about Houston's people and culture and identifying traits, and he created 32 distinct colors, all named after things that are undeniably Houston. For example, the second panel is titled Selena. It is a deep purple shade with a sprinkling of whites and silvers to simulate Selena's iconic purple jumpsuit that she wore during her last major concert here in the Astrodome back in 1995. Or um, another one of my favorites is, is titled Candy Paint. It is a gradient of green color that starts darker on the left and progresses to a light green apple-like color on the right. This is meant to represent Houston's mega iconic slab subculture and their trademark candy paint jobs that they usually sport. To accompany the art installation, James Glassman has also set up three stage photo opportunities that are bright, colorful, and definitely Instagram worthy. 
If you choose to visit the art installation, do keep in mind that they are observing a few safety practices due to the novel coronavirus. You will be required to wear a face mask, practice social distancing, sanitize your hands while on site, and they will be performing temperature checks, though these will be completely voluntary. To find more information on the dates and times available to see these really cool works of art, head over to riveroaksdistrict.com slash hughstone-installation and if you end up visiting, tag your pictures on social media with the hashtag HoustonHapsGuys. That way I can take a look at them myself. So we're just about to start a new month, and with that comes a new Houston event. Houston Restaurant Weeks is a citywide event that will be running from August 1st all the way to September 7th. This is an annual event that is held to spotlight Houston's restaurants as well as doing some good by also supporting the Houston Food Bank. Usually, the participating restaurants will donate a part of their proceeds to the Houston Food Bank during the event. This year, the list is comprised of over 170 restaurants and eateries, and the establishments will be donating $1 for every single meal sold. That may not sound very impressive, guys, but each $1 donation will be used by the Houston Food Bank to generate three meals. Traditionally, Houston Restaurant Weeks would typically be done with dine-in service, but Due to the novel coronavirus, this will also be the first year that will allow takeout as well as delivery options, and it will still count towards the overall total to be donated to the Houston Food Bank. They've got a really good roster of restaurants for this year, folks, let me tell you. This is a classic win-win scenario for the Houston Food Bank as well as their struggling restaurant industry. To get the list of participating restaurants or get more information on Houston Food Weeks, you can head over to HoustonRestaurantWeeks.com or click the link in the description of the YouTube version of this podcast. And we've got the University of Houston in the news again, guys. Last episode, I told you about how they're leading the pack in fighting COVID with a state-of-the-art filter that can kill the novel coronavirus nearly instantaneously. Five U of H students have created a Houston t-shirt in collaboration with Houston icons Alex Bregman, Bun B, and Paul Wall to support Bregman's Feed HOU initiative. They will be donating all of the sales to benefit the Houston Food Bank. The shirt is very noticeably Houston, guys. It's actually pretty cool. It features the Houston skyline in the background with Bregman holding a bat, Paul Wall, and Bun B hovering over a Houston slab with the words Feed H-O-U on the inside of the open trunk. Uh, they'll be offering both men and women's cuts, and the image placed on a black shirt will be retailing for $25. That's roughly 75 meals per shirt that the Houston Food Bank will be able to generate. Seems like a pretty good deal to me. You can find the shirts online, and bear with me guys, I wasn't able to find a shorter link than this. Um, but you can find this shirt online if you go to stores.inksoft.com slash Houston underscore food underscore bank slash shop slash home. You know, or... Click the link in the description of the YouTube version of this podcast to make it easier on you. So it wasn't until I started dating a graphic designer that I realized that Houston is kind of a huge hotbed for the arts. We have one of the biggest museum districts in the States, and in recent years, we've seen an explosion of public murals all around Houston. It's always a treat when, you know, you're driving home from work and Along your commute, you see that there's a shiny new mural on the previously plain and boring building, and now you get to admire it every single day on your way home. Kind of lift your spirits, you know? But seeing murals has been relegated to happy accidents like that. You just kind of happen upon them without meaning to. Well, Elia Aquiles aims to change that. 
Elia, along with website developer Alex Barber and many other helpers, have created the website HoustonMuralMap.com. The website aims to log every single mural in Houston to make them easier to find. The website is extremely intuitive to use, too. So far, it has logged nearly 1,000 murals in the city thanks to the help of the artists themselves, the community, and volunteer mural hunters. They all scour the city, and when they find something, they submit it to the website to be logged and featured. When you visit the website, you'll be greeted by a large map, and on this map, you'll see a bunch of circles with a number inside them. This is letting you know that in the vicinity of that circle, there are, let's say, 35 murals available. You click on the circle, and it'll zoom in even further. When you get down far enough, you'll be able to see exactly where the mural is located on the map. You can even click on the pin, and it'll show you an image and information on the mural, including the location and information on the artist. It's really a game changer for the city art seekers. You can use the website in conjunction with Google Maps in order to create your very own personalized self-guided mural art tour. This is a wonderful tool to help the public discover the beautiful art of the city and help the artist earn recognition for their work. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in, head over to HoustonMuralMap.com. Now let's move on to the featured restaurant of this episode. Now guys, I gotta say I'm really excited about the featured restaurant of this episode in particular. Um, it's actually the very first food truck that I spotlight. Thinking back, you know, not sure why it took so long to talk about a food truck because, you know, I love food trucks. Today, I'm really excited to present to you Sandwich. No, you didn't hear that wrong. That's actually S-A-M apostrophe W-I-C-H. So it's Sam and then Witch. I think it's a pretty clever name. Anyway, so a little bit of backstory, guys. Near our apartment on Westheimer, there's a Christian Brothers automotive shop, and right outside of it in an empty lot, pretty much every night, it turns into a food truck park, and the whole place takes on sort of a outdoor festival-type vibe. It's really cool. And uh, all of the food trucks that show up there are all completely halal due to the, the pretty large Muslim population near us. We would always drive by this place, but for whatever reason, we never really managed to stop by and try this place out. You know, I had even seen Sandwich on Yelp a few times before, but we always ended up, you know, deciding on something else. So a couple of weeks ago, one of our good friends texted my girlfriend and asked if we wanted to go try that food truck park with him. And we said, you know, hell yeah, we're we're always down for some food truck hopping. So we make the five minute drive. We get out and we do around. We went and looked at all the menus from all the food trucks. Um, actually, Sandwich was the very first one that we looked at, but we wanted to check everyone's menu out before we decided where to order. And as luck would have it, we all decided on three different food trucks. Again, I somehow made the decision to not go with Sandwich. I now know that was a huge mistake because I could have had Sandwich in my life sooner, but I didn't, you know, stupid me. <laughs> the place I chose was great, don't get me wrong, but my girlfriend, in her infinite wisdom, did choose Sandwich. Once we got all of our orders, we huddled around to compare our meals like the freaking foodie nerds that we are. Uh, my girlfriend tried some of mine and I tried some of hers, but, you know, just a little bit. And I was extremely impressed, but I only had the one piece of beef from uh, from Sandwich that night. Well, a few days after that, she, she suggests we go hit up Sandwich again so I can run them through their paces, you know, see if their Houston happenings worthy. Um, I like a challenge, so we made our return trip. 
This time, I put on my podcast host glasses and scrutinized the menu to make sure we ordered something that can be representative of their quality and menu. So as you may have figured from the name of the food truck, Sandwich serves mainly sandwiches. But they also offer a bowl that comes with your choice of protein. They offer a few sides, such as fries, popcorn chicken loaded fries, and falafel bites. They also have two dessert options on the menu too, a, a, a tres leches cake slice and a Nutella brownie cupcake. So my girlfriend and I put our heads together and we came up with this game plan. We would each order a bowl for each of us and we would order a sandwich to split between the two. So let's talk about what they call the original bowl. It's a big bowl that comes with your choice of protein. My girlfriend got the Philly style steak while I got the chicken tawook. Now I did a bit of research into what chicken tawook is and tawook translate loosely to skewer. So I'm assuming it's skewers of chicken that they grill up. They're big chunks of chicken that are super juicy and flavorful. Like I, I was blown away with the flavor that is packed into these chunks of meat. I distinctly remember them being a little spicy at the end, actually, which, you know, I loved. But you get the protein placed on a bed of turmeric basmati rice. In the container, you also get a side of a tzatziki Greek yogurt. This was my first time ever having tzatziki sauce, and it's such a, uh, it's such a good pairing. It's almost like, um, like a sour cream, but less thick and a fresher, brighter flavor. Good change of pace, really, for the savory chicken and the spiced rice. Um, included as well as a small cucumber and tomato salad. I'm assuming that was tossed in a, a sort of tart vinaigrette, and is very refreshing. Again, to you know, to cut through the richness of everything. Everything is really balanced. You also get a really good grilled zucchini uh, next to the protein and rice. And, and the, actually, the best thing about the bowl, in my humble opinion, is the hummus that you get. This is literally the best hummus we've ever had. It wasn't too thick, not too runny either. And, and there's a very pronounced, delicious garlic flavor. We loved it so much, actually, that we went out the next day to H-E-B to buy some garlic hummus, but it just wasn't the same. For days after, actually, I, I ate everything else in the bowl, but I had the container still sitting in my fridge because there's still hummus and tzatziki sauce in there that I'm planning to have with some crackers as a snack. Overall, the bowl is a great meal to order its sandwich. As for the sandwiches that we ordered, I could describe them by the very first thing that came out of my mouth right after biting into it. Oh my God. And oh my God is right, folks. I know I say this phrase a lot on the show, but the sandwich quite literally blew me away. My girlfriend likes to mention that when I really, really like something, I make a very particular face, almost like I'm mad at the food. Well, guys, I must have looked downright pissed because, oh my. You know, I feel like sometimes when people talk about sandwiches, a part that is easily overlooked is the bread. The bread tasted fresh, guys. It tasted like bread. Think of, think of Subway, for example. When you go to Subway, no matter what bread you usually get, it all kind of tastes pretty much the same. Kind of blah, you know? This bread tasted like grains, and it was perfectly toasted. I, I mean, I would be surprised if this wasn't fresh-baked bread, and if it isn't, I'm going to need Sandwich to tell me what grocery store they bought it from, because I need me some of that. I mean, look at it like this. I'm talking about a sandwich, and the only thing I've said so far is, oh my god, this bread. But all right, Christian, get over it. The bread is good. What's in the sandwich, I hear you saying? I'm getting to it, okay? So the chicken supreme sandwich is what we ordered. 
That consists of grilled chicken breast, provolone cheese, grilled onions, grilled bell peppers, corn, pickles, and a garlic aioli in between that really good bread that I told you about. The three things that stood out to me in the sandwich were the grilled chicken, the corn, and the garlic aioli. The chicken, juicy and flavorful, just like the tawuk I had earlier, super soft stuff. I also love that they included corn inside the sandwich because I can't really, you know, I can't really recall anywhere else that will put corn inside a sandwich. It, it might be exclusive to sandwich and I freaking love it. It gives a sandwich a, a bit of a crunch and a hint of sweetness. But what makes the sandwich, though, is the garlic aioli. These guys are doing something right with garlic. They've managed to find a way to squeeze out as much garlic flavor without falling into the ill garlic breath territory. It is absolutely delicious. Like they could legit just make a ton of this sauce, bottle it, and I would have approximately five bottles of it in my fridge at all times. See, the best part of the sandwich is the bottom half because as you're eating into it, everything is kind of sliding down slowly to the bottom you got the garlic aioli mixing with the juices from the chicken and all of that is co-mingling with the peppers the pickles the corn and then all of that is seeping into the bread oh man those last three or four bites are heartbreaking because you know the faster you eat it the faster it'll be gone and frankly that's one of the worst fates imaginable to lead a life without sandwich sandwiches in your life. Oh, Jesus. Folks, check these guys out. Really, it's worth it. They're located at 7919 Westheimer Road, Houston, Texas, 77063. Right outside of the Christian Brothers Automotive from 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. daily. They do sometimes venture out to different areas of Houston during the day every now and then, so be sure to also follow their Instagram of the same name, where they will be posting all of that information. These guys also have a brick-and-mortar deli in the works that should be up and running within a few months, and you can rest assured, guys, that you'll be hearing about that in another episode of the Houston Happenings podcast. Guys, if you pay them a visit, please let them know that Houston Happenings sent you over. And now let's move on to the featured furry friends of the show. First, for Friends for Life, I would like to introduce you to Reggie the dog. I gotta say, I love Reggie because in nearly every picture that Friends for Life has of Reggie, he has just the biggest open mouth smile I've ever seen. Uh, Reggie was born in June of 2013, making him seven years old. He's a mixed breed male dog, about 55 pounds. He's a beauty, guys. Black and white coat with a little bit of golden brown near the snout. Here's what Friends for Life has to say about Smile and Reggie. Well-mannered, affectionate, and intelligent, Reggie's personality is every bit as irresistible as his striking looks. Why we love Reggie, and you should too. One look at Reggie with his lush, tri-colored coat and intense gaze and you'll be blown away. That's because Reggie is the resident Friends for Life hunk. Sorry, Gus. But there's so much more to this handsome fella than his drop-dead gorgeous appearance. He's got a personality to match. Here are nine things about Reggie. He's not just cute, he's also an educated dog. Reggie knows many basic commands, including sit, stay, down, drop it, touch, and look. He's smart and fun. Reggie can retrieve toys, placing them right at your feet. He's tidy. Reggie is well house-trained and can hold it while you're at work. He's a great walking companion. He walks politely on a leash and hardly ever pulls. 
he doesn't get carried away. Reggie loves to play, but he knows how to settle when his playmate does. He's also calm and would rather retire at home. He's just a great big lap dog, the best medicine for when you've had one of those days and you just need someone to hug. He loves to share. Reggie is absolutely comfortable with people approaching and touching him while he's eating or playing with toys. Every relatable hero has an Achilles heel and for Reggie, it storms. When the heaven opens up, he wants to seek shelter in your bed, preferably in your arms. Reggie is a bit snooty when meeting new friends, but warms up quickly when given a proper introduction. Reggie's quasi-exclusive demeanor has a way of making his friends feel extra special. Want to be president of the Reggie fan club? Fill out an application today. Guys, Reggie would very much prefer a house over apartments, as apartments can be a little challenging for him. If smiling Reggie sounds like your new best friend, you can find out more information by going to friendsforlife.org slash Reggie or click the link below on YouTube. And now from Houston Pets Alive, I'd like to introduce you to Juicebox. Juicebox is a two-year-old female dog who weighs 60 pounds exactly. Now, I don't have much information on Juicebox, so what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to tell you an entirely fabricated story starring Juicebox that's going to make her sound like super cool. All right, let's see here. Um, <clears throat> uh, Juicebox was the fourth puppy born to her mother, who incidentally was called Juice Carton for a completely unrelated yet awesome reason. Growing up, Juicebox was an extremely reserved puppy, often getting picked on in puppy middle school because she didn't fit in with the cool puppies. The time came when she went into puppy high school and things didn't really change much. But one day, as Juicebox was walking to the puppy Jamba Juice, she noticed that, oh no, there was a bus filled with human children that was on fire. At that moment, Juicebox froze with fear. What was she to do? She was just a teenage dog. She was powerless to help. But at that moment, the words of her late mother, who she had apparently lost at an earlier part of the story, echoed in her head. Her mother said, There is no problem that cannot be solved through the power of juice. That's why I was named Juice Carton. Juice is in our blood. So Juicebox sprang into action. Looking around, she spied a single juice box on the street right next to the burning bus. She bolted towards it and used that box, that single four ounce box of apple juice to completely extinguish the fire, rescuing all of the human children. That is how she earned the name Juice Box. And from that day forward, Juice Box knew that within herself, the spirit of a hero resided, ready to spring forward at the most dire of times. Well, there you have it, folks. You should definitely adopt Juicebox on the incredibly off chance that you find yourself inside a burning school bus. She'll know exactly what to do. Find more information on Juicebox by going to HoustonPetsAlive.org. Well, that's it for me, guys. That is the end of another episode of the Houston Happenings Podcast. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter as Chris Vasquez underscore VO. And don't forget to visit the brand new Houston Happenings Patreon. And remember, if you have a story you want to submit or a Houston hero you want to nominate, all you got to do, it's real easy, guys. Use the hashtag Houston Haps. That's Houston H-A-P-S to submit your story and get your opportunity to be featured on the podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Be safe out there. 
and stay Houston strong.